Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everybody, welcome into another edition of the Panthers Insider Show. Doug Plagans here with you talking all things Florida Panthers hockey over the course of the next hour. And we've got a lot to get to here on this edition of the program. So we welcome you in. Thanks for taking some time out on your Saturday to check out the Panthers Insider Show. Well, the Panthers kicked off a four-game road trip last night with a 3-2 win over the Detroit Red Wings at Little Caesars Arena in Detroit, a big Atlantic Division matchup. The Panthers have now taken two games and two tries against Detroit this season. So it was a big win last night. We'll have the highlights from that one as they aired across the Panthers radio network coming up in just a few moments. Also, a couple of days ago, Matthew Kachuk, Panthers forward in his first season with the Panthers, currently leading the team in goals, assists, and points. Well, he was selected to the upcoming NHL All-Star Game, which is going to be held at FLA Live Arena in Sunrise. He'll participate in the skills competition as well. But named to the 2023 NHL All-Star Game roster, we will hear from him coming up in just a couple of moments on that. Of course, the All-Star festivities coming up on uh, Friday, February 3rd, the skills competition. Saturday, February 4th, the All-Star Game. So Matthew Kachuk named the All-Star roster. We'll have some thoughts from him coming up here shortly. Also, Panthers head coach Paul Maurice. He'll talk about the Panthers' win last night over Detroit. Joining us later on in the hour to preview tomorrow's matchup, the Panthers are going to be in Dallas to take on the Stars. It's going to be a 3.30 Eastern face-off, 3 o'clock Panthers preview across the radio network. Brian Ray from the Dallas Stars TV coverage on Bally Sports Southwest. He's going to stop by coming up later on in the program, so he'll give us a little bit of a scouting report on tomorrow's opponent, the Dallas Stars. And well, coming up next segment, friend of the program from the Territory Talk podcast and FloridaPanthers.com. Jameson Olive will stop by. We'll break down last night's win in Detroit and more. So lots to get to over the course of this edition of the Panthers Insider Show. The next Panthers home game coming up on the 14th. A week from today, the Panthers will play host to the Vancouver Canucks at 7 p.m. at FLA Live Arena, FloridaPanthers.com, Ticketmaster.com, 954-835-PUCK to get your tickets. You don't want to miss that. Let's get right into hearing from Matthew Kachuk. Mentioned a couple of days ago, he was named to the upcoming NHL All-Star Game roster. Had a chance to hear from him yesterday before the Panthers hit the ice against the Detroit Red Wings. And he talks about looking forward to the experience. Also talks about being able to play on the same team as his brother Brady, who will be representing the Ottawa Senators at the All-Star festivities. Here's Matthew Kachuk. Yesterday was pretty busy. Um, everybody's super excited. I think it 
adds to the excitement and has made it a lot bigger for myself that my brother's in it. So um, very, uh, very exciting weekend ahead for my family. Yeah, I, mean, I don't even know if we dreamed about like playing in the actual All-Star games together, but you know, as you go on in your career, you, we both dreamt of playing in the NHL. One day we've dreamt of playing together. Um, and we always thought that it was going to be maybe with the U.S. team or something like that. But now it comes at one of the you know biggest weekends in our sport with the honor of representing um, being one of the All Stars. So it's it's crazy how that uh, how it happened. And uh, I mean, yeah, I was playing in a different conference last year. So a couple of years ago, we played against each other in the All Star game in the final. And um, yeah, now we're playing together. It's 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 just crazy how it's happened. I've, I've loved it. Uh, obviously, I, we would like to be in a better position standings-wise right now, but um, you know, I know we're not even at the halfway mark yet with saying that we don't have a lot of room to, to you know, give away games like we did with some uh, early in the year. So, um, But for myself personally, it's a dream spot for me to play. The, the team has been unbelievable. The, the guys in the room, everybody in the organization, like it, it's such a... I mean, it's an honor to play in the NHL, but when you get to play exactly where you want to play in the city that uh, is one of the best, probably the best to play in in the NHL, it, it's just it's been uh, it's just been a great great change for myself. I'm very honored to be able to represent my team and and South Florida. So Panthers forward Matthew Kachuk right there talking about his selection to the upcoming NHL All-Star festivities. What a great first season as a Panther it's been for him. Now let's turn the page to last night's action. The Panthers were kicking off their road trip against the Detroit Red Wings. A hard-fought 3-2 win over Detroit. Here are the highlights as they aired across the Florida Panthers radio network. Eric Stahl here. He'll wind it out to the near point, handled by Aaron Ekblad. Long shot deflected, and Giovanni Smith has it. He'll play it off the side of the Red Wing net. Eric Stahl behind the net. Pass out to the center point, Gus Forsling, a drive, he scores! And the Panthers tie the game. Gus Forsling, a big rip from the point, and it's 1-1. Forsling, a big slap shot through traffic. Here's Barkov up to the offensive line. Pass near side, Kachuk out of the air. Barkov near side out in front to an open. Ekblad, he scores! A power play goal, and what a setup! The Panthers take a 2-1 lead. Montour there. Montour, Ekblad, far circle. Back out to Montour. Looks to Barkov, right circle. Put it down low. Shot, rebound, they score! And that rebound bounced right to Ekblad. He cashes in his second power play goal of the game. And the Panthers take a two-goal lead. The Red Wing net empty. Six on four for the Red Wings now. They're looking for one to tie. Panthers looking to preserve the one-goal lead. A tie up in the circle. The Red Wings have it. Here's Hironik. Hironik straight on. Looks over. One-timer. And a save made by Brodsky on Fabry. And then the puck punched out to the line, but not out of the zone. The Red Wings will have another chance. Here's Kopp. Out to the blue line, Raymond. Now Perron top of the near circle, 25 seconds. David Perron trying to pass it, bounced away, but Hironik has it at the blue line. Philip Hironik straight on, Perron, one-timer save, Bobrovsky. Loose puck here to the near circle. Perron whips it across, lively bounce, Fabry tied up, and out to the line. The Red Wings hold the zone. Fabry, nine seconds, down low, cop. It's Raymond across, Hironik a drive, and broke the stick of the Osterine and deflected away. Cleared to the line by Gunas, and the Panthers get the win 3-2 the final here in Detroit the Panthers hold off that late attack from Detroit and they get out of Little Caesars Arena with the 3-2 victory in regulation what a sequence at the end and the Panthers get the 3-2 victory
Some brilliant goaltending from Sergei Bobrovsky throughout, but especially in the late stages to help lock down that 3-2 win for the Panthers. So a big win last night. Here's Panthers head coach Paul Maurice on that victory. Well, it, it was it was a hard game. Like I think Detroit played really, really well. I've watched them play a little bit. And, um, the pieces of the game that are so important, especially on the road, your special teams have to be good, but your goaltender's got to be good too, right? And that would be, for me, the story is... Sergei Bobrovsky's third period, uh, our penalty kill next in the power play third, and then toward the end there, uh, laying down in front of pucks. Look, at I, I think the win over Arizona was a good win. I mean, like, like I said, they beat three playoff teams coming to us, and probably could have beat Tampa the, night, the game before. So that was a solid, hard win. Um, this one was, there was physicality, you know, on both sides, some big hits. I think we handled that well. We took some big hits, didn't retaliate didn't happen the other way and we you know we scored goals off it so I, I like the way we handled that panthers head coach paul maurice on the victory last night in detroit 3-2 the final score panthers kick off their four-game road trip with a win coming up later on in the show brian ray from bally sports southwest dallas stars tv coverage he's going to be stopping by we'll preview tomorrow's matchup panthers in dallas 3 30 eastern three o'clock panthers preview on the radio network but joining us next segment from floridapanthers.com and the territory talk podcast friend of the program jameson olive he's going to stop by next We'll talk about last night's win, tomorrow's game in Dallas, Matthew Kachuk's all-star selection, all that and more with Jameson Olive coming up next. Doug Plagans here with you. It's the Panthers Insider Show on the Florida Panthers Radio Network. Welcome back. Panthers Insider Show here on a Saturday morning. Doug Plagans with you as always. Panthers heading into game two on a long road trip. They'll be taking on the Dallas Stars tomorrow, 3.30 Eastern time. An afternoon face-off, Panthers and the Stars tomorrow afternoon. And, of course, we'll be on the air with Panthers Preview beginning at 3 p.m. across the radio network tomorrow. So you can join us for that one. Then the Panthers will be in Colorado Tuesday night, 9.30 Eastern face-off, 9 o'clock Panthers Preview on the radio network. Panthers will be then uh, in Vegas on Thursday night, 10 o'clock Eastern face-off, and then back home to take on the Vancouver Canucks on the 14th of this month. That's a week from today. The Panthers and the Canucks, 7 o'clock at FLA Live Arena, FloridaPanthers.com, Ticketmaster.com, 954-835-PUCK, as always, to get your tickets, whether you want to go to one game or all the games by yourself or with all your friends. We can sort something out that works for you. Of course, the Panthers coming off last night's Win over the Detroit Red Wings that kicked off this four-game road trip. They've won back-to-back games. 40 games into this National Hockey League regular season are the Panthers as they go into this one tomorrow against the Stars. But joining us here this segment from FloridaPanthers.com, from the Territory Talk podcast, which, by the way, you can find the Territory Talk podcast wherever you listen to your podcasts, FloridaPanthers.com slash Territory Talk. Also, you can find the official Panthers podcast presented by Baptist Health uh, from the Territory Talk podcast and FloridaPanthers.com. Jamison Olive, kind enough to stop by here on this Saturday morning to talk all things Panthers. And of course, the Panthers coming off a nice win last night, 3 2 over Detroit. And why don't we start with that one, Jamison? Uh, first, thanks for stopping by. But the Panthers back to back wins. Last night, they get a win over Detroit. That's their second win in as many tries over the Red Wings this season. Seems like the Panthers just have the Red Wings number a little bit because early December, they cruised to a 5 1 win over Detroit. Last night, Detroit definitely gave them a better fight, but the Panthers won 3-2, and even when the Red Wings had some good things going in that game, just felt like the Panthers had an answer for it one way or another. 
Yeah, and that was an important game for both teams, let's not forget. Yes, the Panthers are chasing the Red Wings, but the Red Wings are also chasing quite a few teams ahead of them as well. So I think, you know, Paul Maurice said it best after the game. that This is, this is a huge month for both those teams. Uh, both those teams played hard. Both those teams really wanted it. But in the end, the Panthers came out on top. And I think uh, there's a couple things you can point to. Obviously, Sergei Bobrovsky, I think, being number one. Uh, only two goals allowed, some massive saves. Um, there's that breakaway on Adam Ernie in the second period that really changed things. And then the Red Wings, man, they really came out in that third period. You could tell they really probably had some speeches going on there during that second intermission. They came out really hard to start that third period. And Sergei Bobrovsky made two or three highlight reel saves in the first minute there, including flashing leather on the captain, Dylan Larkin, to really quiet the building a bit there and give the Panthers some breathing room in that final period. So uh, Bob, first and foremost, first star of the game for me. But then after that, you know, Power play two for two, two huge goals from Aaron Ekblad, penalty kill five for five. And I think if we take a step back and kind of look at the season as a whole, the Panthers have been one of the top five-on-five teams in this league uh, from start to finish. They're great at it. They're a great possession team. The five-on-five numbers, expected goals, expected goal percentage, all those things look great for the Panthers. Special teams has decided a lot of games for the Cats this year. Um, and I don't mean as a whole. I don't mean both at once. Some some games, there were some games where, you know, they didn't get the big power play goal they needed. Some games, you know, the penalty kill allowed the power play goal that cost them the game. Uh, so it's not just one thing, but overall special teams has been a little tough for the Panthers here this year. Although the power play for the past you know, six, seven, eight weeks has been really strong and steady. Um, you, you look at that game and you, you think that maybe they're turning a corner in a couple areas. Uh, and, you know, every guy on that team feels, you know, I asked him after the game, that was another building block as they look to build this second half comeback. Uh, but, you know, Suryarovsky special teams, when those things are clicking, you're going to win 90% of the games you play. Jamison Hall, FloridaPanthers.com here with us. And, uh, yeah, a game like that, sometimes they say you create your own luck. Sergey Bobrovsky was outstanding. Got a little help from the goalpost there early in the uh, third period as well. And uh, the Panthers cruise to a win. And Sergey Bobrovsky, that's 23 wins and 30 decisions against the Detroit Red Wings in his career. So the Panthers have had the Red Wings number a little bit this season. Bobrovsky has uh, had the Red Wings number a little bit over the course of history. I want to challenge you there for a second. This is something we never talk about, and I feel like this is a good forum for it. Is you say a little help from the goalpost there that's always a thing in hockey you know gets a little help from the goalpost do they though i think that's just the guy missing the shot yeah, that means that he was missing the net yeah i mean it doesn't it, even count as a shot on net but it, it's a little bit of a, a sales wide you don't say a little help from the boards where it crashes into inevitably it's a, that's just a hockey thing i've never really understood a little help from the post you know maybe if, i understand where you're coming from maybe if it goes post to post the, the multi-post shot maybe that but just hitting off one post i'm just saying the guy's just missing that shot so you're putting it on the shooter. I'm putting it on the shooter. Giving the goalpost no credit. No credit. Because it is an object. It probably didn't do anything. It's also a Red Wings goalpost. It's a home goalpost either. That, that, that post does not want to help the Panthers. But well, you know what? We'll take it in what we can. We'll take the bounce because the bounce resulted in the puck going outward. It, uh, it didn't <laughs> go in. The Jameson Hall, FloridaPanthers.com here with us, uh, joining us to talk all things Panthers and make us think about some things uh, as we broaden our horizons here on a, on a Saturday morning. Uh, well, the Panthers... Last night, uh, they got the 3-2 win. Matthew Kachuk had an assist on the first Ekblad power play goal, the second Panthers goal in that game. And it was, we, we talk about it all the time, his hands, his his puck skills. It was kind of an all-world play. Batted one out of midair to get the puck down along the boards to Barkov. Barkov centered it to Ekblad. He scored. So uh, when you think about the play, you look at the setup, the goal, but that that play along the boards was an all-world play by Matthew Kachuk. It was a secondary assist, but it was one of the best-looking secondary assists that you can get. Yeah, no one's going to talk about that, I think, other than us, because the, the, the pass from Barkov was great, the goal from Ekblad was great, but 
it all started with that play for Matthew Kachuk, and he's now become that guy that does so many plays like that in games that I, I would really recommend. He's entered that territory that Barkov's been in for a while, and maybe Kachuk's been in it for a while too, but we're only just seeing him now every single day now that he's here with the Panthers. But he's a player where you can just probably watch every shift he has in a game, and you'll see something. You'll see something small, subtle, but impactful. And sometimes it's loud, but a lot of times it's quiet. It's those little plays. It's those little hand plays, like you said, uh, those little pass breakups, those little chip passes up the ice to get the rush going. There's so many little things he does well that add up to big performances. Um, and that was just another one of them. So I, I know we've talked about in the past, you and I, we, we said he was going to be an all-star with what he was doing. And obviously he ended up being an all-star. And big congratulations to him for that. Jameson Olive here with us and an all-star in his first season as a Panther, leading the team in goals, assists, points, penalty minutes, doing it all uh, for this Panthers team. And we said it from the outset, but when the all-star festivities come to town here, uh, it's fast approaching, but when the all-star festivities come to town, he's going to be kind of the, the mayor of the all-star festivities, uh, American-born player, uh, all-star game being held in the States in a, a tropical location that everybody wants to come to. He was talking, uh, you know, a couple days back just about how excited he is, not only for this, but uh, just to show everybody around town and show everybody what kind of market this is. Uh, he really is making his mark in a hurry on hockey in South Florida, and I I think, as you pointed to there when we were talking about the play he made last night, he's opening a lot of people's eyes to what kind of player he is because he was he was playing out west, he was playing in Canada, games were coming on late, maybe a lot of folks out east weren't seeing him play, but I think everybody's really getting a, an appreciation for the kind of player he is and, and the kind of charismatic player that he is as well. Yeah, and he just cares so much about the game and growing the game and his impact on the game. and. It, just to see how much he's embraced South Florida right off the bat. He could have just shown up here and said, yeah, Florida's great, gone to the beach, played the rink, whatever, that's fine. But the way he talks up the market, the way he talks up the fans constantly, the way he engages with the fans at games and at practices, uh, you just love to see it, and you just love to know that this is year one of eight for Matthew Kachuk here with the Panthers. Um, him and Barkov both locked into eight, eight-year contracts. Those are the two face of the franchise right now. Those are guys where there's you know an eight-year-old out there right now that's you know, got his face pressed up against the glass with a sign that's going to being his mid-teens, still watching those guys play there for the Panthers. So uh, those are the two cornerstones for the Panthers. And we'll be on the other side of 40. <laughs> we'll be a little old. We'll be a little bit older, yeah. But um, those are the guys. And that's, you know, for Matthew Kachuk to get that all-star nod, I think it's a great chance for him to kind of come out as one of those faces now of the Panthers nationally on a big stage. And he's going to put on a show. I hope the NHL puts him in every event they can. I hope he's on camera a lot because, like you said, he really is just a great ambassador, not just for the Panthers, not just for hockey. But I think the NHL as a whole, I think they really need to lean more into Matthew Kachuk than they currently are. Now the uh, Panthers, of course, gearing up for the rest of this road trip. And Jameson, this has been a topic throughout the week. We've talked to Paul Maurice about it a little bit. But I think a lot of folks – Regardless of where we've been throughout the first half of the season, and a lot of a lot of people are looking at this stretch, this January grind, and I think even though it wasn't the first game of the month for the Panthers, I feel like last night's game in Detroit kind of started this stretch, this about three week stretch or so leading up to you know the bye and the All Star break and, and things like that when things get to be a little bit more routine. But these next few weeks, a lot of people have been looking at this for a long time. Uh, just how important is there a way to e- can you even overstate how big this next few weeks stretch is for this Panthers team? Not only in from a wins losses perspective, but just uh, staying in the moment because it's going to be a lot of hockey and a lot of travel in a short period of time. 
Yeah, you can't overstate it, and we're not the only ones stating it. I mean, this is a known topic in the locker room. No one's minimizing how big this month is. You know, Paul Maurice has been talking about January for everything since he got hired almost. He's been saying this is going to be the month that kind of defines the team, even before the team was struggling early in the season. Um, so, you know, for all the guys, this is the month. This is the make-or-break month with all the the, the games on the road because it, it's going to set you up for and a games really against good finish. teams, too. Good finish, but, you know, th- this team will have a lot of home games closer to the end of the season, so it's about putting yourself in a good enough position to then take advantage of those home games later on. And, you know, this is the kind of month where at the end of this month, you can't still be trying to get back in the hunt. At the end of this month, you got to be in the hunt. And the Panthers, you know, enter this month eight or so points out of a playoff spot. If you can be within four at the end of this month, you're then in a really good position to say, you guys, we're only a couple points out, a lot of home games left. Let's now go out there and take it and make that, you know, grab it, you know, the bull by the horns there. So uh, for the Cats, this is a huge month, huge games. I think eight and nine uh, on the road is the stretch we're in right now with that one game against Vancouver. A lot of travel, like you said. But then after that, schedule gets a bit easier. So it's just what can you do with these games to still pick up points and still stay in the hunt? And then in the end of the month, like I said, be in the hunt. Yeah, Paul Maurice has said uh, the Panthers have, I believe, just about half of their road schedule after the All-Star break. And and that's a good situation to be in, but they're going to pay the price for that right now. So uh, an important stretch for the Panthers coming up with uh, with a lot of travel, a lot of games on the road. Going to be a grind, no doubt about that. Jameson Olive from FloridaPanthers.com here with us. Uh, real quick here, Jameson, uh, before we get, get uh, going, before we let you get going, a couple more here to get to. But Panthers and the Stars tomorrow, second final matchup of the season for these two teams. Uh, the last time the Panthers played Dallas at FLA Live Arena, an uncharacteristic start for the Panthers. Didn't get the start they were looking for, and Dallas is just too good a team. Uh, proved to be too a little too big of a hole to, to dig out of as that one went along. But uh, a big test tomorrow. Uh, the games on this trip aren't going to get any easier. Dallas is the Central Division leader. They've been uh, one, of the, one of the best teams in the league, really, from the outset this season. What do you look for in tomorrow's matchup? I mean, they got... Four really strong lines. They got veterans on all those lines. Jason Robertson's a legit heart contender, and so is Matthew Kachuk. But you know, Jason Robertson's really had a strong season from start to finish as well. Uh, the defense really steady. A lot of good players there. Jake Ottinger, one of the top young goaltenders in the NHL. So they definitely are. I mean, they're leading the Central Division right now. It's it's deserved. They they played well enough. They have the talent. They have a great roster. But what really defines that game for me is the start is the time 3:30 start uncharacteristic it's an odd start time yeah it, it, and and that's i think the great equalizer because we've seen so many games that kind of throws teams off as much as you know teams don't want to be thrown off in games like that it really does kind of make things a little weird and, you know, when there's a game that starts at 2 or 3 or 3.30 like this game is, usually one team comes out with a lot of jump and the other one looks a bit sluggish. There's no rhyme or reason to what why one team is that and one, one isn't. But regardless, it's safe to say I think one team probably will come out hot in this game. It can be the Panthers easily. Will it be the Panthers? We'll find out. But I think if they can be that team, come out hot, you know, take a lead there in the first period, it's going to set the stage for the rest of that game. And you look at this road trip now. They got that win in Detroit. Three more games to go on this trip against some tough opponents, Dallas, Colorado, Vegas. I think if they could have taken three or four as a whole on this trip, that's huge. That really moves the needle forward. It helps them in that push. You beat Detroit. If you can beat Dallas, then you only need one against Colorado, Vegas to really make this a spectacular trip. 
that really sets you up for something special. And uh, and tomorrow, obviously, we may not know our goaltending matchup for tomorrow until tomorrow. But uh, Jamison, how much fun would a potential Spencer Knight, Jake Ottinger goaltending matchup be with two of the top up and coming American young goaltenders? Be if that's what we get tomorrow, we'll, we'll take any goaltending matchup. It's going to be a good game either way. But I think a lot of folks would love to see that Boston College versus Boston U, two great young American goaltenders head to head. We'll see what we get. Yeah, no, it really would be fun, and it'd really be a great day for the red, white, and blue, I think, because um, you look at what USA's got right now. Obviously, I have Connor Hellebuck over in Winnipeg being the top dog among USA goaltenders just in terms of pedigree, but you look at the future down the road, especially if the U.S. ever gets back you know, in the Olympics, if the NHL ever returns to the Olympics, there's always the talk of the World Cup of Hockey coming back, and they still haven't nailed that down, but when you look at the future of goaltending for USA, it's Jake Ottinger and it's Spencer Knight, so only one of those guys can start once it gets to those big games, so I, I do think these regular season games matter, of course. Of course, uh, you know, they're, they're future teammates on the international stage. But right now, I think they both want to make their mark. They're both young goaltenders. They both want to be seen as that next big thing, especially when it comes to USA hockey. So uh, that'd be a real fun matchup to watch. We don't know what's going to happen. Obviously, you look at what Dallas has got going on, and Jake, you know, is really the defined number one over there. We're here, the Panthers, really letting Bob and Spencer get some time in, which is going to be important in January. There's a ton of games. Both guys are going to see a lot of time. So, like And Bob said, was outstanding last night. Bob was outstanding in Detroit. So we don't know who's going to get the nod there, but if Spencer Dighton does, Knight versus Ottinger, I think that's going to be a fun matchup. We'll see what we get. Uh, he's Jameson Olive from FloridaPanthers.com. Tom Jamison, thanks very much for stopping by on a Saturday morning. Thanks, Doug. That's Jamison Hall, FloridaPanthers.com. You can find his work there. You can find him on Twitter at Jamison Coop. And you can also hear him on the Territory Talk podcast, FloridaPanthers.com slash Territory Talk, the official Panthers podcast presented by Baptist Health. Big thanks to Jamison Hall for stopping by there. Coming up next segment, we'll go behind enemy lines, talk a little bit of Dallas Stars, preview tomorrow's matchup. The Panthers will be in Dallas for game two of this road trip. From Bally Sports Southwest, Dallas Stars coverage, Brian Ray is going to stop by. Coming up on the other side of the break, folks, Doug Plagans here with you. This is the Panthers Insider Show on the Florida Panthers Radio Network. Welcome back here on the Panthers Insider Show. Doug Plagans here with you as always. Final segment of the program, but an exciting guest coming your way here in just a moment. Panthers fans, come to the dark side. Catch your cats at their annual Star Wars night as they take on the Nashville Predators on March 2nd at 7. Purchase your ticket package today. It includes a limited edition Star Wars night t-shirt plus a meet and greet with Star Wars characters. Go to FloridaPanthers.com today for more information on that. Joining us now, my old friend from college, but also he is the host of Stars Telecast, Dallas Stars Telecast on Bally Sports Southwest. Brian Ray stopping by, kind enough to take some time out for us. Before we get into talking about tomorrow's game, which, folks, by the way, a 3.30 Eastern time start, 3 o'clock, we're on the air with Panthers Preview on the radio network. But, Brian, we're just talking Star Wars night. Uh, March 2nd is when the Panthers hold their Star Wars night. The Stars, of course, aren't going to be in town that night. But uh, Star Wars, do you have a favorite Star Wars character you'd like to meet? I was talking about the meet and greets there coming up. A favorite character I'd like to meet? Like, wow. It's... You can, you open up like the nerd can of worms when you mention that. So like, look, Han Solo has the coolness factor. So yes. that's usually an easy go to. Obi Wan Kenobi, the Ewan McGregor version had a coolness factor to it, but there's sort of like that that cool older grandpa factor. A lot of wisdom. Oh, oh, thank you. A wisdom factor. You know, R two D two gives you a little comic relief along with C three PO. So if you're looking through the a la carte menu of which character you'd like to meet. I, I feel like those are probably four of the most popular ones that you could go through. Or 
Vader has the intimidation factor. Like we're all a little nervous, but like we hang out with him because nobody's going to mess with us type thing. So, you know, I I don't know if I have a favorite. It probably depends. What's your mood the day of the Star Wars game for which character you want to meet? I think that's the determining factor you got to look at. Yeah, all these things you got to think about before the Panthers have their Star Wars night on March 2nd. I think I know it's big. A lot of folks like the photo op, social media photos. Uh, R2-D2 and C-3PO can't think of a, a better photo than uh, than getting one between those two. That seems like it would be a lot of fun. Brian Ray. If you're, if, Brian, if, if you're, if you're a kid, baby Yoda. Like, Mitch. I forgot about that. Uh, yeah. Look, I know we're here to talk hockey, but like, yes. let's be honest. This is the most important conversation we're going to have on, on this thing. So ba- baby Yoda is, is going to be the kid factor. See? All right. Now I'm done with that. And you're inside two months. You got to make all these decisions in under two months. You got to you got about 24 hours to think about the Panthers and the Dallas stars. That's going to be coming up tomorrow from Dallas as the Panthers are on this long road trip. So uh, Brian, I guess we start first there, this Dallas stars team from the outset this year under new head coach, Pete DeBoer, they've been uh, one of the top teams in the Western conference and, and they've really been the class of the central division since the season started. Colorado's had some injuries, so they've kind of surged out to that top spot. Looking at this Dallas team that last played on Wednesday, a tough loss against Anaheim looked like they did a lot that on a normal night might have propelled them to a win in that game. They just didn't get the result they were looking for. But overall, under Pete DeBoer, what's been the the hallmark trait of this Dallas Stars team that's uh, helped them have the kind of success they've had? Anybody who's watched the Stars closely over the last three, four years, they've had a hard time scoring goals and and just – something as simple as the goals scored per game. It it is significantly up this year compared to what they've had in previous seasons. So the style of play of Peter DeBoer, it's been much more aggressive. Uh, It's been a a much higher pace style of play. And he gives the players the freedom to make a play or make decisions with the puck at the offensive blue line. So if we're going to go deep X's and O's, if you have space to carry the puck in and do something with it, do it. You do not have to chip. You do not have to chase. You do not have to let go of possession and then try to retrieve. So doing that, I think, has opened things up a little bit for the Stars. And the other element of that that me and my co-host Brent Severin, former Florida Panther of all people, mm-hmm. when we were watching trading camp, the big thing Peter DeBoer was harping on was their breakouts. He wants speed out of the breakout, which builds speed into your neutral zone, speed into your offensive zone, obviously. But there was a lot of cross-ice passes through neutral ice to a weak side defender. So so that's kind of an area where they're building up speed in order to create entrances into the offensive zone and play at this higher pace. And it's obviously led to more goals. The other element is the power play has been unbelievable for the Dallas Stars this season. It's been one of the best in the NHL. And obviously – it helps when Jason Robertson just goes nuts in the month of November, scoring goals at will the way that Tage Thompson appears to be doing right now for the Buffalo Sabres. But that top line with Robertson, Hinson, Pavelski, as good as they were last year, they look just as formidable this year. But the style of play from Peter DeBoer has finally given the Dallas Stars a little bit of depth scoring with Players behind that top line, Mason Marchment, the former Panther, had a little bit of of contributions to that. Jamie Benz had a resurgence. Wyatt Johnston, the 19-year-old rookies, had a resurgence. So I'm throwing a lot of names out there, but there has been a 
almost by committee contribution offensively after the top line and the better offense of the Dallas Stars has been the, the, the most glaring difference from what we've seen the last two, three, four seasons down here. Brian Ray with us. He is, uh, of course, the host on the Dallas Stars television broadcast on Valley Sports Southwest and taking us behind enemy lines here a little bit as the Panthers get set to take on the Dallas Stars tomorrow. Again, a 3.30 Eastern time face-off, 3 o'clock Panthers preview for you across the radio network. A lot of directions we can go off of that, but uh, the big story for the Dallas Stars as far as an individual is concerned this season has been Jason Robertson, and he's gone over the last few years from you know promising player to good player to elite player in the National Hockey League. What's been the biggest key to his success as far as his progression's concerned? It's happened so quickly, it feels like. It's... There's clearly offensive skill there. I mean, but going back to junior hockey, he was a gifted player offensively. There's a couple of different things. Playing with Rope Hints and Joe Pavelski is going to help any player. And and those three, I describe that line as the whole is greater than the sum of its parts. You know, each player on that line has made the other two better as as a hockey player the last couple of years. So that's part of it, is he's got really good chemistry with really good line mates. I think playing with Joe Pavelski, I mean, you learn a lot. Being around a player with that resume and that pedigree, you learn a lot about what it takes to be a consistently high-level player at the NHL level. So there's little factors there that I think has really brought, we'll call it Jason Robertson's development track. It's part of the development track, right? But for Robo specifically, Talking to him yesterday after practice, because he had the all-star nod, right? He has this ice water, even keel demeanor about him. And it, it like it's not just for show. He has scored some big goals on the ice. And he doesn't he no emotion, stone-faced, you know, obviously uh, hugs and hand pounds, but clearly is already thinking about the next shift or the next portion of the game. And it's just another goal. When he was on his 18 game point streak, he was constantly asked about the production and the consistency. And he never wavered from any type of response other than was it a win or a loss in the game? And, and even when we were talking to him about the all-star game, you know, he said, it's obviously a big honor and to represent the Dallas stars is important. And it's a privilege but also, you know, it, it's there's a big there's a bigger picture, right? That 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 he's focused on, and so, you know, what does that go back to? Does it go back to upbringing? Does it go back to playing with Joe Pavelski? Does it go back? It, it goes back to a lot of different things. You know, it was spending time in the American League to learn how to, you know, score at the professional level. It's all sort of snowballed into this thing. He's just a very even keeled. Uh, highly motivated, but respectful, smart, knowledgeable individual of the task at hand, what's in front of them, the the pressure that comes and the responsibility that comes with being an elite player, and that there's really never a finish line. There's always something next that you need to achieve. And it's that's what I think has really driven him into the elite talent that he is. He has the right mindset, and I – you know, it's kind of cliche, but there is something to be said about players that can mentally balance and and manage those types of demands. Brian Ray here with us this morning on Panthers Insider, breaking down tomorrow's matchup, the Panthers and the Dallas Stars. Tomorrow's going to be a 3.30 face-off. And 
another guy chosen by Dallas in that draft in which they got Jason Robertson is uh, the goaltender, Jake Ottinger. And uh, that uh, the opening face off for tomorrow's game over 24 hours away. But Brian, uh, the last time the Panthers and the stars hit the ice, uh, I remember my broadcast partner, Billy Lindsay and I talking about how, you know, down the road in the event that uh, NHLers go to the Olympics again, at some point, there's a chance that, whether it's Spencer Knight over on the uh, on the Panthers side or Jake Ottinger over on the Dallas side, you have two of the top uh, up and coming American goaltenders here between these these two young guys. Of course, you've got Connor Hellebuck in the mix and John Gibson still in his prime. So certainly some good American goalies. But uh, between the Panthers and the Stars, they've got two of the biggest up and comers now. As far as that's concerned, uh, Jake Ottinger in his game. Uh, was the the playoffs last year that was kind of his coming out party it seemed like when everybody really took note of him and again we don't know who's going to be between the pipes exactly for the matchup tomorrow yet but uh, worth mentioning what Jake Ottinger has meant to this team so there's two there's two things here with with that question and Jake Ottinger is very similar to Jason Robertson he he is very even keeled there is a very quiet confidence about him and going back to the previous two years the chances that I've had to chat with him he was not a normal 21 or 22 year old player. You guys may have the same thing with Spencer Knight. I've never met Spencer Knight, but I wouldn't be surprised if it was, if it was a similar demeanor. It's weird sometimes to see the maturity factor Mm -hmm. in, in some of these players. And I think for a goalie specifically goalies, they don't enter their prime until whatever they say, 26, 27. But the biggest part of that I think is mental maturity for that specific position. And I think for some players and Jake Ottinger is one of them, it's almost like they found that mental maturity of a 26 year old four years earlier at 22. And so we saw that maturity developing. You mentioned the playoffs last year as the coming out party, the whole season leading up to that playoff series. And even a little bit before that, when he was thrusted into the starting role because of injuries to Anton Hudobin and Ben Bishop, he never, you know, he had growing pains, but there's different, there's a difference between growing pains and being rattled. Mm -hmm. And he's never had his cage rattled there. there, There's just like Jason Robertson, there's a mental fortitude and scar tissue, however you want to phrase it to manage the the load of being a number one goaltender and so we obviously the the fan base in Dallas is supremely excited for what they have out of that 2017 draft because Miro Haskinen was also in it it was a franchise altering draft but the second part and I'm really glad you brought this up the last time the Stars and Florida Panthers played it was Bobrovsky and Net instead of Spencer Knight and I am I'm begging begging can we get a Jake Ottinger versus Spencer Knight Boston University versus Boston College matchup. It would be a phenomenal. I love goalies. It's, I'm a goalie dork. That would be such a fun storyline to talk about. And then you mentioned the future of American hockey and American goaltenders. Though those two are kind of connected at the hip, because also when Jake Ottinger signed his contract extension, in came Spencer Knight with almost an identical contract extension, maybe a little bit more on the cap but you cannot tell me that they were waiting for the Ottinger contract to set the market for Spencer Knight. There's, there's a strange connection for me between these two players. And I just so badly want to see them go head to head in the hockey game. 
Yeah, we'll see if that's what we get uh, about 24 hours from now. Panthers and the Stars from Dallas as the Panthers continue this road trip. And Brian, uh, Brian Ray from Valley Sports Southwest talking Dallas Stars, talking uh, the Panthers matchup against Dallas tomorrow. Uh, we had a chance to chat with Spencer Knight. I still tell people this story minutes after the Panthers drafted him in the first round a few years back. And I remember as soon as I started talking to him, thinking in my head, there's no way this kid's 18 years old. He just seems so mature beyond his years and composed and calm. And it's the, that's how he plays the position is just composed and calm. And he's, he just uh, has full command of it. So uh, again, uh, sounds like uh, you're describing a, a very similar guy there. You know what? It's don't let me go off on too much of a tangent. We went to college together. You can tell me to shut up and I won't mind, but I, I was having a conversation with Marty Turco. I'm going to guess maybe six years ago and the old Dallas stars goalie. And we were just talking about, I don't even know how he fell on this topic, but he had a really interesting point that players who go to college and there's no, there's no difference. There's no competition. There's between junior hockey and college hockey. There's a lot of different assets you learn on how to play at the pro level. But he always, he, he found it fascinating that players who went to college, he thought he noticed you're playing less games, but you have to go to class. You have to do your workouts. You have to eat in the cafeteria. You have to socialize on weekends. You are thrusted into this environment where you have to interact and build yourself socially amongst an entire group of diverse people. Whereas sometimes in junior hockey, you have your billet family, you have your team, but you're traveling around playing your 70 plus games and then your playoff games. Maybe you go to a Memorial Cup, whatever. And you can get, you're not totally put in a bubble, but it's just a different type of environment socially. So I think of you describing Spencer Knight, who went to Boston College. I'm describing Jake Ottinger, who went to Boston University. I don't know if there's something to players coming out of college. Do they have more of a mature social approach? Are these two just unique individuals that didn't matter where they played? But it is interesting sometimes to talk to some players that, come out of that college environment and the way they interact with people, it might be a little more polished. It might be a little more authoritative. So I'm not totally surprised to hear you say that about Spencer Knight because of the environment that both he and Jake Ottinger came from. I think the environment could have something to do with it. Uh, Also, I think these goalies growing up now get such a specialized training. I think a lot of them, they come in ready to play at 22, 23, maybe. Whereas in the past, uh, you know, at, at 22 or 23, you might still need a couple of more years in the American Hockey League ahead of you. But I think some of the best guys come in ready to play at, uh, at just a younger age now. Brian Ray with us here from uh, Valley Sports Southwest. Uh, one more here for you, Brian, before we uh, let you get going. Uh, tomorrow, matinee affair, uh, Panthers and the Stars for the Dallas Stars. Uh, if they're going to have success, what's the biggest key for them in the matchup tomorrow? Oh, man. Usually, if the top line is buzzing, especially because they can dictate matchups on home ice, that's a good first indicator. Uh, the second thing is if they get a power play goal, it's usually also been a good indicator. They have not had to live and die on their power play by any stretch of the means they've had depth scoring. They've had all that, but if you're just looking for a simple indicator, if that top line has a really effective first couple of shifts in the first period, that usually sets the tone. Or if they get a power play goal, let's say in the first period or early on in the second period, 
one of those two things usually indicates it's going to be a competitive night for the Dallas Stars. So those are the two things I'd be watching for. Brian Ray with us here from Valley Sports Southwest. And uh, Brian, real quick, tell all the folks out there where they can find you if they've been captivated by this segment right here on the Panthers Insider Show. Well, they should probably just go to your Twitter account because I'm sure you're going to retweet this. You're going to tag me. Yep, I will. You're going to give will. me all, all the pub. Yeah. I'm no, a big name well, dropper. I, I'm not afraid to you mention are. Brian Ray was here. Yeah. You, well, the funny thing is I can say, look, it's at Brian Ray on Twitter. The problem is I spell my name weird. I spell it B-R-I-E-N and the last name is R-E-A. So even if I tell them that, they still don't know where to find me. So I might have to rely on you, but it's at Brian Ray on Twitter. You know how it goes. It's That's all about nice. social media. All the folks will find it and uh, they'll you'll find Brian tagged on there. And uh, And again, Brian, we thank you very much for stopping by and we will see you out at the arena tomorrow. Good to talk to you, buddy. Thanks for having me on. Great to talk to you. Brian Ray from Valley Sports Southwest. The uh, Stars coverage there does a great job. You can catch him uh, all season long there. And, of course, the Panthers and the Stars will play tomorrow. 3.30 Eastern, 3 o'clock, Panthers preview on the radio network. Panthers and FLA Live Arena, excited to bring you the FLA Live app. The FLA Live app is an interactive arena mobile application, perfect for enhancing and personalizing visits to FLA Live Arena for Panthers games, concerts, and events. Use this app for tickets, mobile ordering, and much more. Download it at floridapanthers.com slash FLA Live. Big thanks to Brian Ray for stopping by this segment. Jamison Olive joined us last segment. Panthers and the Stars tomorrow, 3.30 Eastern. Puck drop, 3 o'clock Panthers preview across the radio network. Folks, I'm Doug Plagans. This has been the Panthers Insider Show right here on the Florida Panthers Radio Network. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.